Hi everyone, it's I'm here with Magazine and we are so excited today to be able to interview the gorgeous and talented Vanessa Williams. Our friends at Fame Magazine Global in Hawaii just interviewed her because Vanessa has a new spring fashion line out, her own fashion line called V on hsn.com. So just type in her name and you will find her clothing line. What I love about her clothing line is that it is for every woman of every size, every style, and extremely affordable. So we were lucky enough to do a phone call interview with the star herself during COVID time just the other day. So what was really exciting about that as well is that we are big fans of Vanessa. We love her music, we love her beauty, we love her individuality, we love that she's a black woman that stands up for rights and is someone to be looked up to from her time in the 90s to even now. She is now starring in the City of Angels on the West End in London. So she also has a new children's book called Bubbles and Kisses, which was from passion and from her life trying to support children. She's always wanted to do a book. So within the interview, she shares all about her passions, her love for fashion, and being a strong role model. Vivian Woods of Universal Talent got to interview her and connect with her about being a mother, being a fashion designer herself back in the day, and how much she truly loves her. So please guys, enjoy the interview between Vivian and I'm here with Magazine with Vanessa Williams. Hi Vanessa. Hi Vivian. Hey, how are you? We're great. Good. Um, can you hear me? We can, can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay, yeah. So I'm not in New York City. I'm at about, a, um, about 45 minutes north in the country, so I... Uh, have, uh, I'm surrounded by beautiful greenery and don't have to worry about uh, living close to anyone. And um, <laughs> the um, City, City of Angels is a musical on the West End in London, so it's not a TV series. Not a TV series. That's amazing. Okay. You've, like, you're so, you started your career out with singing. Is that correct? Uh, well, when I was a junior uh, in the university studying musical theater. So yeah. um, I would have to say I got my, you know, I, I did acting, uh, but my first album came out in 1988. So that uh, was definitely something that uh, allowed me to kind of do everything, which was not only singing, but acting and dancing as well. So it's been, it's been a long time. <laughs> I read in an interview that said that in your yearbook you wrote See You on Broadway and then you you know eventually achieved that. That's mm -hmm. so inspiring. But I, I will get Vivian to continue the interview. Okay, great. Well, and Jill, at any time, step in, please. Uh, so grateful to have this opportunity, Vanessa. And I just want to say that you're one of the most inspirational women of our time. And from me being a little girl listening to your music all the hope it brought me and inspiration okay. to achieve big dreams so thank, thank you for that. thank you that's a very positive and encouraging and i'm very flattered 
So I wanted to ask you, first of all, I mean, with all the craziness happening in the world right now, how are you coping? How are you thriving during isolation? Well, um, I was about to do have my West End debut in London in, in the musical City of Angels, and uh, we were literally supposed to open the following week, and we showed up to work that morning of uh, May 16th, uh, March 16th, excuse me, um, ready to do our, you know, continue the previews, and uh, we had heard that one of our castmates was ill, and then we all kind of started to get a little bit panicked. And then um, Boris Johnson came on um, the, uh, the TV that night at five o'clock while we were all in the theater, and they they put his um, speech on the inside the theater um, speakers, and we all kind of sat like wartime and listened to him basically shut down all the West End. Broadway had shut down the previous week, so we thought, okay, maybe it's not as bad as in New York. Um, so we shut down on Monday, and um, and I was going to just kind of hang out in London because I thought it would be maybe two weeks or so that we would move through and be back to normal. And uh, as the week progressed, I got phone calls from people in the States saying, aren't you coming home? Do you hear they're going to cut, they're going to shut down the United States? You better get back before it happens. So I ended up flying back um that Friday the 20th, and then I got sick that Sunday, and mm. just basically, you know, um, you know, got, got sick and, and hung out at home, and, and um, it took me about, I'd say, a good two weeks to, to feel normal again, but um, luckily it was a great wow. day tonight. What were yeah, you experiencing? Did you test positive for COVID then? I didn't, I didn't, the last thing I want to do is get out of bed and stand up, try to get a test, and again, this was, we're talking March 22nd, so um, there were hardly any tests um, that were convenient. I think there was like a mobile van, and also where um, the outbreak happened was in Westchester County uh, in um, in New Rochelle, which was about 15 miles north. So the last thing I want to do is be out in, within, you know, with more people around me. So I just, you know, I, I recognize some of the symptoms, and I just, you know, Took a lot of Tylenol and um, just hunkered down, and uh, and I also did you know want to stay active because I did not want anything to happen because I'd heard such horror stories about lungs and stuff. So I uh, kind of tried to do the treadmill as much as I could and stay you know keep keep my body moving. And again, I'm in great shape, so um, <laughs> I really didn't feel threatened. I just wanted to make sure my mom was next door, so I did not see her for a couple of weeks and stayed away. <laughs> I saw a photo that you posted of your mom on Instagram recently. Gorgeous woman. Gorgeous. <laughs> oh, it's making an apple doesn't fall far. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, I, I look a lot like my dad, but uh, my mom will be, uh, appreciate that. <laughs> Can I ask? Oh, beautiful. I saw the rib roast that she made, and I thought, geez. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that you're doing better. Um, you know, and obviously it's affecting you, right, in your acting on Broadway and so forth. How is it affecting your other business endeavors as well? Well, it's just strange. I mean, it's like the, the globe just came to a halt. So no one's really doing anything. I mean, luckily for me, um, between Zoom meetings and just brainstorming, I've had a lot of 
great conversations just about being creative and coming up with lots of different things. So I've got a lot of ideas cooking. We'll see whether anyone will be able to implement them because who knows? I mean, I, you know, I have touring dates that um, after I finished um, the West End, I have concerts lined up. Um, I can yeah. who, who knows whether they're going to happen or not. So it, it put a lot of stuff on hold. And I think, you know, across the board, whether you're, you're acting or singing, I mean, no one's in production, no one's doing any kind of concerts, and no one's on, you know, on stage in theater. So it's, it's really abrupt. And I, I you know, hope uh, we'll see some light at the end of the tunnel sometime soon, but I understand how severe it is. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's any hope that we could give your fans that possibly you'd be doing a concert online? Well, I've already done, um, I did a benefit, uh, which uh, worked out great. So I basically sang through a mic uh, in my, by my piano in my music room into a mixer and then into the garage band system and then sent that file to... Uh, my uh, confidence uh, to then add an organ and keyboards on it and then mixed it together and then we, we gave it to um, uh, this benefit that we did for um, uh, to fight COVID and uh, all the first responders. So that turned out well. And same thing uh, for one of the graduations for um, the Steinhardt um, kids who are uh, vocal majors at the NYU there so you have to be you know really clever and uh but you know you get it done but it's it's hard audio wise just because you have to have the right equipment and thank god i have my i have good equipment at my house Mm -hmm. that's incredible i mean just being so savvy and creative and you know really getting ahead so quickly uh with covid just happening because i mean nobody has well i mean Believe me, it was, it was a bit frustrating sitting on my computer trying to figure out, how do I file this? How do I get this to you? But uh, uh, luckily, I was, I was uh, in good hands with my producer. That's awesome. And are you able to stay in touch with your kids during this? Yeah, my, um, I've got two in New York and two in L.A. So um, between Zooming and uh, we do, um, you know, we can do FaceTime, multiple FaceTime so we can We've done that before. My son had his birthday out in LA in his apartment, so we did a we done Zoom for Easter, uh, my son's birthday, and then we'll do it again for um, my daughter is out in LA and her birthday's on Friday. So uh, they're all stuck in quarantine on their birthday, but um, you know that's that's well, that's what the world's like right now. Yeah, and it's good to see that you've got such a positive attitude about it. You're such a good leader. Um, so. You know, as a hardworking mama four, I'm a mama three, so I can relate to you in that aspect. Um, you know, you've really pursued what your passions are over time and you've succeeded. Both so as a mom and a businesswoman, you seem to be able to make it all work. You know, everything you touch turns to gold, Vanessa. How do you do it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, that's a, a lovely... Uh, <laughs> A lovely uh, analogy, but it does take hard work, and not everything is a success. So I certainly want people to realize that, you know, being ambitious and having lots of dreams is wonderful, and and the reality is something stick and something don't. And, you know, it's a constant shift. There is no balance. Sometimes you're 
devoted to your family and kids, and you have time to dedicate that, and sometimes you're out on the road, uh, you know, try to pay the bills and bring it home the bacon. Um, so it's, uh, you know, I, I don't want it to make it seem like everything uh, works smoothly and beautifully, and there's been no, um, uh, <laughs> no uh, uh, failures along the way. But again, when you mention positive attitude, you have to believe that there'll be a success, and you have to believe in what you're doing. I organically feel like if there's no, if there's no real connection, people are savvy. They know. If you're not into something, you can't make it, and people see that. So, I mean, I love fashion, I love my music, I love acting, and when you're passionate about things, um, people can see things genuine. I just wrote my first children's book, and I sang um, yeah. Bubble Kisses, and I sang the the, the film for it, and, uh, you know, it's been something that I've been brewing for, geez, over 25 years, so couldn't wait for that to happen, but it was not like someone said, oh, Hey, uh, here's the challenge. If I do it, I came up with the idea, and you know, I I love the opportunity to be able to do it. So I think people are very savvy. They know when you're faking and when it's genuine. And so I have to ask you. I mean, even the book Bubble Kisses. I love the name. You know, I watched the little video you had on Instagram. Where did your inspiration come for the book and for the title? Well, this is a song that. Um, Again, it's probably 1989. It's been about 30 years uh, wow. that um, I had been given a song by a friend of mine whose mother happened to write it. And uh, I kept saying, one of these days when I write a children's book and I do a children's album and just time kept going and my kids grew up. And uh, now that I have no kids at home, I felt it was a perfect time to have run back and, and do what I've wanted to do. So, um, you know, I, it's a nice time, you know, when you're an empty nester to actually kind of finish up all the projects that you, you had. And I just love, I, I love the song. I love the, um, the feel of the song. And a lot of people were so, so tired of Baby Shark. I was like, okay, I got to come up with something that's an alternative to Baby Shark. that people actually love to sing along to. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, another question I've got is um, with 
so many achievements in singing, acting, I mean, being Miss America, that's every girl's dream. Um, you know, what inspired you to start your own clothing line? Like, who is your typical client? Why did you start the line? Uh, I was given the line, um, the idea of the line, when I was on the, co-hosting the Today Show for three days in a row while I was uh, doing um, Trip to Battlefield on Broadway. And uh, uh, this particular clothing line manufacturer called and said, would you think about ever doing um, a line? And I said, well, I love fashion. I used to sew when I was growing up, like all of us had to. And Homac, my mom used to have a sewing machine in her room. Uh, so I, I thought it'd be a great opportunity. So. I did for three years with another um, with another line, and then I've been on HSM for about a year now, and mm. great manufacturer, and it was an opportunity to kind of take the uh, stuff that I love, which are like iconic pieces that I wear all the time, and um, bring them to life uh, for myself and for women that were my age, um, but I also wanted to appeal to my mother's demographic, she's 80, and a lot of her friends, I mean, my mother is more, she is so busy, she is more busy than I am uh, any any day. She's on a, a, a conference call for this, a ladies luncheon for that. She's, you know, sharing something here. She's always wearing and, look, and looking for kind of um, like an easy, kind of sophisticated, suited idea, but that's comfortable and easy to wear and updated but also just elegant and timeless. Mm. So my mother certainly is one person, customer and her crew that I um, had in mind. My daughter's age range from 32, 30, uh, 20, so 32, 30, and 19. So wow. one's in college, one's married. Yeah, one's uh, and their, their styles are completely different. So I wanted to, you know, I, I kind of do something like a jumpsuit that's easy for my youngest and then something that's very sophisticated, a great jacket for my oldest one who's very sophisticated and lives on the, the Upper East Side. And then my middle daughter is a, a, a performer and she's a singer. So I wanted to make sure that there's something, you know, that, that she can wear because she wears a lot of black, but she's also traveling. So I think of all those things together in terms of travel and, and, and just style. You know, and I think one thing that's truly beautiful too is that you're actually designing for everyday women, you know, not just you know, runway models. You're designing for curvy women. You're designing for different body shapes to help every woman feel beautiful and love herself at every age and every shape. Yeah, the great thing is that fabrics are amazing nowadays. There's so many opportunities to, um, the technology changes rapidly. So you can get things that look like linen, but wash like, you know, very easily. Mm -hmm. easily. There, there are things that look like silk, but again, have the, the care um, issue that is not gonna be, have to send you to the dry cleaning, you know, store. So uh, I, I'm, I'm always impressed by what I'm offered and then I can create. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be that you're really trying to tell a story throughout your design. Is that fair to say? Well, the story is kind of just reflective of my life, whether it's travel, which I'm always constantly traveling. So 
we just introduced a scarf. So I always wrap my my myself uh, in, in a scarf when I sit down because I never know what the temperature is going to be. Usually it's cold. Um, always an easy pants that uh, again will travel well, but also has stretch, so you're comfortable during um, a long flight. Um, being a mom, something casual, but makes you look like you're you, you still need business. And of course. When you are, you know, trying to be a businesswoman and you need that beautiful blouse that that looks smart and elegant, but also like makes a, a, a statement when you walk into a room. And my thing is, like, why not be noticed? I mean, you're not, you know, you can yeah. buy t-shirts and jeans galore, but when you walk into a room, um, feel like you want to turn some heads. You do that very well, yeah. Vanessa. So I have a question now. I mean, with that being said, what advice would you give to women in today's world, you know, that are trying to hide their figures because they feel they just don't fit into the, the public norm? Well, I, I would say really not only love your body, but look at your body and see what makes you feel comfortable. And, um, for instance, I don't like things that are tremendously too tight on my torso. So I make sure that um, my shoulders fit. A lot of my dresses that I have, I have a, a shoulder pad in them, which gives a little more of a, a stronger silhouette, but also lifts up the whole uh, silhouette so it looks really clean and, and uh, smart. So find out, like if you have droopy shoulders, go for stuff that has a built-in shoulder pad to make you look um, like you mean business. If, you, if you've got, um, uh, hips uh, and you you know you want to accentuate them uh, you can easily wear I've got this great suede stretchy suede looking um, zip up uh, pencil skirt which looks good on every figure whether you're tiny it gives you gives you a little bit of a hip but if you have hips it makes you look fantastic because you look collected and look elegant so figure out what your body shape is figure out what you feel comfortable in and then try to consistently show that silhouette off so you know that you've got your you've got your groove. And now how can women figure out what clothes are gonna look good? Do you have ideas or guidelines for that? For when shopping well, online I mean, especially, yeah. Yeah. Um, the the tricky part of shopping online is the fit. And you really don't know that until because you could be a medium and one line and a medium uh, in a small and another line and even within the same line glasses might fit different than than jackets than pants so you know unfortunately when you're shopping online and you can't try it on in like in a store in person it's just kind of trial and error and you hope that it fits and if not then send it back and exchange it for something else the, the thing that we are uh, you know we're kind of uh, subject to is the fit model for, uh, you know, in, in the stage of HSN, um, you know, the, the, the shopping channel in, in Canada. So whoever their fit model is for a medium size 8 to 10, that's who consistently the dimensions are going to fit. So once you okay. know the brand and you know the, you know the company, uh, it should be pretty consistent. Right. Okay, and that's great advice. Thank you for that. Now, I've got to ask you, your inspiration in your brand label, B, does that come from your name or is there more of a story to it? 
Absolutely. So I don't want to keep you too long. I mean, I love talking to you. I'd keep you on here all day if you'd let me. Uh, <laughs> but I, I want to ask, you know, like besides Broadway reopening with COVID's open and so forth, what are your other future plans? Can we expect to see, you know, some new new lines of books coming out? Um, you know, what about your future clothing line coming out? Have you thought about doing online runway shows? I mean, is that where the future is? I don't know. I, I did uh, two shows out of my uh, out of my living room last month um, nice. when this all hit, and it worked out perfectly. We did it via Skype, and I had a clothing rack right next to me, and I did a quick change, and uh, it actually worked out great because my dogs in the background, but also you got a chance to kind of see me um, sell my stuff in my own environment so i, I think it, it kind of works great so who knows i, I would have to call my um, i think my, my daughters and my mom to be the models for a runway show at this point Ooh. until uh they lift they lift the isolation for all of us but um yeah it's a new day and it's a new age and uh you know i'd love to continue writing my children's books and expand that um i'm still doing voiceover work for disney i'm still um, you know, love to get back on stage in, um, in London and, and continue with City of Angels because that was glorious. And, uh, you know, I've got a, a bunch of scripts that are in, um, in development. So some are television, some are film, some are the producers, some are, uh, you know, starring. So there's, there's a bunch of stuff that uh, uh, I've got cooking. Again, it's just kind of waiting to see mm-hmm. what's going to happen with the industry. Of course it is, right? Now, just one other yeah. thing I wanted to mention to you is um, since you've been working out of London, the UK, I, uh, I've actually been blessed with an opportunity to work with the Emma Awards out of London, which represents multicultural, uh, multiculturalism and social inclusion within the media industry. Are, are you familiar with Emma? I'm not. No. Jeez, girl, you should be a recipient of an award from them. Um, <laughs> seriously. Yes, it's, uh, Ma- Nelson Mandela has won that award before. Very yeah, nice. Yeah, I'll check it out for sure. So Vanessa, yeah. our, our gal wanted to say how you've affected her life uh, as well. She had a very <laughs> nice comment that she said to us that we said you have to share that with her, with Vanessa. Well, I, yeah, I never got to tell you all of it, but, you know, I have to say I couldn't play a musical instrument to save my life until I heard your hit song, Save the Best for Last. Mm-hmm. And I actually was so inspired by that as a teenager growing up in a really small village in Saskatchewan, um, you know, and from uh, just having a troublesome teen years being bullied. Um, I taught myself how to play that song on the synthesizer. Good <laughs> <laughs> for you. <laughs> yeah, but it was your inspiration. It was your encouragement. It was. I just remember seeing you on TV and seeing Miss America, and I was like, man, you know what? That girl is like one going places. Yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I'm glad you uh, taught yourself. I mean, that's the other great thing about all this time. Uh, in isolation, there's plenty of opportunities to kind of um, become an artist or improve the artistry, uh, learn a new language, or learn how to do, you know, a new skill. So um, I'm glad that you figured out that back in the day how to do Save the Best for Last, because who knows what you'll be doing within the next couple of months. 
on the, on the keyboard. <laughs> that was back then, Vanessa. <laughs> And Canadian, because yeah. we're big fans of you up here, Vanessa. Huge. I love it. I love it. I, 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 and I love Canada as well, so um, that's fantastic. 